Welcome to the last of the Netflix trio recorded. You can listen to these in any order, but this is the review of Kotaro Lives Alone. So I'm calling this special the Netflix Trio because all I'm doing is Netflix exclusives, which, no, they have their ups and downs. Uh, I think the most successful one is Komi, Komi-san is very, I can't remember, I can't remember the name, I just heard the name of it. Anyway, and if you're wondering, yes, this is in every part, you aren't going crazy. I'm not re-recording this segment. Uh, the three we're looking at are Ter- Termai Roman, uh, Kotaro Lives Alone, and Way of the House Buzz in, in no particular order. Anyway, uh, all three of these anime have something in common. They're short, they're fun, and frankly, I finished them all in one sitting, like back to back to back. So they're like all on my mind, and I didn't have time to record anything for each of them in between, so we're just going to call this a Netflix comedy special. Anyway, that means these are going to be a little shorter, because they're shorter shows with like a gimmick or whatever. But anyway, I think we should just go ahead and get into this, shall we? Yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and let you know. This anime is sad. Like this, this one's pretty sad. <laughs> and if you don't like sad stuff, I cannot. Like, it's got good moments, but it's definitely got its sad moments. I, I don't want to say bad moments because the whole thing's pretty good, except for uh... well, they ain't exactly paying the animators doing the One Piece movie, are they? So it doesn't exactly look uh, amazing. <laughs> Uh, anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Kotaro Lives Alone is not known for being happy-go-lucky. It is a pretty sad show. It's about this four-year-old who lives in this apartment by himself. And the more reasons you learn why he does that, the worse you feel as a human being. But it's also pretty fun. The show's fun to watch, and it's heart-wrenching at some points. But I will admit, sometimes it gets a little too, too sad if you get to my draft. But let's talk about the actual show now. The actual show is about, you know, Kotaro, who lives alone. He's this four-year-old, and I've already said this. And it's basically, it's a small character roster about, it's all about him and the three other people who live in this apartment. And I'll go over each of them, you know, when I get there. And I binge this whole show in like two sittings. Maybe even two sittings is 
generous. I think I watched the last episode by itself, and I watched the first nine. <laughs> but it is a ride from start to finish. The first time you see Kotaro, he is this. He's going shopping for like tissues or whatever to hand out as presents. Be like, hey, I'm moving in here. I'm introducing myself. Here's some tissues. But also, it's. He sees this little sword, and he stares at him like, "Oh man, he's not gonna be able to afford getting the sword or whatever." And then he buys it, and he wears it for the rest of the show, and he uses it as like a tool too. And it's just, oh, it's so cute. And this this little four year old is remarkably well spoken, but he also speaks like a feudal lord, and that's the joke. He gets it from a TV show called Tonosan or whatever. It's honestly really funny <laughs> to watch him do his thing and everyone react to him, but I'll go into Kojiro himself as a character at the very end in like a spoiler section, because this one actually gets one, but I'm going to talk about the other characters first and like how they interact with them. First up, we have Karino. Karino is... Hmm... I love the man, but he's not that productive. But frankly, I enjoy him. <laughs> he is this mangaka who just lives next to Rakotaro and he's like, Oh, sup kid? Oh, where's your family? Wait, you don't have a family? <laughs> From that point on, where he essentially sticks to this little kid like Glue, who is more of an inspiration to him to clean up his own, sorry, his own life than anything else. And I love it because he's this surrogate father figure, even though he is like completely inept at everything he does. But you know, it's honest because he, he hangs out with this kid all the time. This kid hates being dirty and goes to the bathhouse every day. You know, that ties into somehow Terme Roman Novel. And, you know, it's uh, someone who you wouldn't expect doing a bunch of housework and stuff like that. So it ties into that way of a house husband. This is like them boiled down together. Not really. No, no way, shape, form, or fashion. I just want to point it out. And, mmm, I love Shinkari no. Because everyone tells him, hey, you know you don't have to do this. And he has this reputation of being this really lazy dude or whatever. But, like, when push comes to shove, he's very helpful. Like, he even goes to Kodoro's kindergarten and, like, helps out there, like, as a volunteer when they need it. And it's, he goes to PTA meetings. Like, for all intents and purposes, he is this kid's guardian along with the other apartment dwellers. But, like, Karino is the main one. And I honestly love every second he's on screen. He's never doing anything funny. He's always being genuine. He's a genuine human being, and I love it. Uh, next up, we have his neighbor, who he kind of has a crush on, Mizuki. Mizuki is a hostess, and if you don't know what that is, it's basically, there's hostess clubs in Japan, and they base, there's host and hostess clubs, and you basically pay someone to drink with you in a, in a club or whatever. That's as much as I'm willing to go into it. But 
she lives in the apartment. She is like the surrogate, more big sister figure to Kodora than anything, more than mother. And her story is kind of sad because you always, everyone kind of has sad stories because Karno is like, you know, he's not a successful mangaka or whatever, but he's like slowly getting better. Her story is like, she has, you know, people in her life that take advantage of her and ask her for money and stuff, and she's willing to give it, unfortunately. <laughs> we kind of see over time of, like, Kodura as the only one perceptive enough to be like, hey, you've been crying all night, I can tell. I used to do that, too. <laughs> I can tell your eyes are all puffy or whatever, and stuff like that. It's like, I wish this kid did not know what he did. Like, he knows way too much, and I'll get into that in the spoilers of, like, wow, I wish, I really wish this kid was not this kid. But she doesn't have a huge impact on the show, but I do, she's a good, like, surrogate big sister. It is such a good time when the two of them are on screen, when the three of them are on screen together, and it probably leads to one of the most heart-wrenching points in the series. And I'll explain why, but Kodoro refuses to get his picture taken, so Karino like, makes a drawing of him and Mizuki at the park, and he and he's like, hey, can you call this in for me? And, like, after that, you, if you're watching the show, you immediately know what happens, because it flashes, flashes back to Kodoro's last time he got his picture taken. Like, oh. And then you have this dude who is honestly reminds me of a lot of the worst parts of Tatsu from the way the house has been you have Isamu Teru 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 I'm not gonna get it I'm not gonna work on it uh he is this it is implied he is a Yakuza he is a Yakuza so I'm kind of busy where's that thing and you know what? He's good at it. I enjoy him. But speaking of him, like, you know, he has a, he has one bit of like, oh, he uses Kodoro as a surrogate son or whatever, and Kodoro wants nothing to do with it because his own son really wants to be with him, but his ex-wife is like, no, he, do he doesn't want to see you. What are you talking about? And they live, live separately and all that. And, like, there's one episode, it's really heart-wrenching, where his son comes to visit, and he's like, it's... He's not a carbon copy, but he's, like, a much younger thug or whatever. Like, he's the same age as Kodoro or whatever. And, like, mmm. He even tells his son, go home. I don't want to see you. Not like this. And he's and he tells Kodoro, I don't want him breaking the rules. If I see him, I want it to be, like, because I can. But it isn't, I'm not allowed to see him right now, so I shouldn't see him. And I'm like, I... I want you to get the world, man. <laughs> Speaking of him, he he is he was the first person to make force me to look up something about animation. He he has this pattern suit or whatever, and it and the patterns kind of move with him. It's a masking technique because they want to draw the patterns or whatever, and that's why I looked up. But I honestly really think it's a cool effect, and I couldn't remember where I'd seen it before. You know, it's a lazy effect, but also like lazy in the good way for the animators but the other show i know that does this for a fact and if you want to see a much more drastic version of it look up chowder from cartoon network i watched that show a little bit when i was a kid but 
that show, it does it with nearly everything, and it's good on them for, it's basically a green screen effect with a texture, that's all it is. But it's, I, I think it looks neat when used in moderation or just overused like it is in Chowder instead of just being lazy. I think Demon Slayer does a little bit too with, uh, I think it's Gyu's Gi, but I could be wrong. Uh, that's right. That's where I thought I saw it from. I haven't checked. I could check, but Demon Slayer is sad too. But this is much, much worse. And that's basically everyone from the first little bit of the show. And that, but we also have Kobayashi, who is his lawyer—not his lawyer, but a lawyer—and we don't know why she's and she. We don't know why she's doing this, but she delivers money to to cut her over every week as an allowance, and that's how he can afford all this stuff. And you quickly realize what it's from. He, her entire job is to interact with Cutter. I'll give him his allowance and then leave. But his allowance is... Uh, I don't, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for the spoiler section. Because it honestly hurts me. It hurts me, like, why she doesn't tell him. And I wish it wasn't what it was. But she's fine. There's, there's nothing offensive about her. And most of her things are like... Ugh, oh, man, I don't like this, but I have to deal with it. It's like that, like... But grudgingly, you have to agree with everything she does, just on the moral obligation of it. But there is one more character, and she doesn't do much because she shows in very late. It, but so I'm not really gonna talk about her. But her entire game, she doesn't like kids, but she does what she does to get along with Kotaro. It's fine. But that's basically all our main characters except for Kotaro himself, and. He does require his entire section for his spoilers, and from here on out is a spoiler section. But let's just say there's no character in the show I outright hate, except for maybe Kodoro's father, but you'll figure out that why pretty soon. Anyway, to the next section. Spoiler, spoiler, spoilers! Seriously, watch the show. This one's good, but it will rip your heart out and make you trample on into tiny little pieces. Kotaro Sato is such a sad character. <laughs> In an otherwise happy little show. He's... He is a character. So, the first thing you learn about him is he basically learned how to talk watching this, this lord, feudal lord cartoon character on TV that was never popular. And he knows how to do a lot for himself. A lot for himself. A lot more than a four-year-old should know. Like how to cook meals. Like, not like peanut butter and jelly. No, like he's like using fire pots, pans. He knows how to fish. He knows how to navigate the city. He knows how to do all this stuff, and I hate every second of it. 
his he was neglected, neglected. Like his mother left him with his father, and you later learn that she's been she's dead. She's been dead this whole show, and you only see like little glimpses of her. And like Kodora's father neglected him a lot, and he eventually made it to like a orphanage of sorts. And like, there's one part where Totoro Totoro obsesses over tissues, and when you learn the reason why, and I, he was so his father neglected him so long, he was so hungry, he would start eating them, and he would pick the brands he thought tasted the best, and I, that turned my stomach. I hated hearing that, and it. Again, one of the Karino, uh, he hears that and he like stops him and is like, "Hey, I'm here for you. Me and your friends are here for you now. You never have to eat tissues again for the rest of your life." And I really hope that's what happened. You know, like you you bring it gets brought up a once in a while. Him and tissues. Sorry, I was getting a test. I'm recording this on Easter Sunday right before all the festivities. <laughs> and then that's just a that's just an ad email. <laughs> anyway, back to back to what we're talking about. Like Man, this kid's had it rough. Like and then you and then he doesn't want to take any pictures, right? And you think, oh man, just kid's shy or whatever. And then you're like, oh, he covered his face in his class yearbook picture? That's strange. And then it flashes back to him in the orphanage with his picture. And his dad found him. And he's yelling, like, that's my son. I have a right to see him and all that. And it's, like, scaring everyone. So he runs away. And that's, like, where we're at now. And, he, like, this kid has a restraining order on his father. Like, and it's messed up. But he's still going on. He still wants to support himself. And I'm going to go into the most messed up reason for that in a little bit. But... I mean, this kid, I want this kid to be happy, but I don't think he will ever be happy. The worst one of all is probably the reason the lawyer gives him allowance. She shows up, like, maybe once every three episodes or something, once she's introduced. For a ten-episode show, that means she shows up, like, twice. Twice, like, you know, she's uh, maybe more than one time in an episode, but, like, Kodoro begs and begs to know, like, not begs, let me change. He skillfully tries to figure out who this generous benefactor is that gives him money so he can live on. And once the lawyer knows, like, once she knows where it came from she's like i have to do this for him it's from his mother's life insurance policy yeah she's dead i mentioned that earlier but like he doesn't even know his mother's dead and he's like he's living on a cell and he's doing everything for himself this four-year-old night hate every second of it except when he's actually being real cute or whatever but like this man buys five newspapers every day, like five different newspapers to see if his father or mother are mentioned in them. And they never are. And I'm just... 
It's, mm, I love it. I love it. It's so good. But it's some of the worst anime I've ever seen because it rips out my art. I hate it. Like, uh, this kid's living off his mother's life insurance and doesn't even know it. And they go to visit her grave, him and Karno. Like, not her grave, but the family grave, because in Japan, it's like, it's more like family instead of individual. And he looks on the side, as Karno looks on the side of the grave and sees a name or whatever, and, he's, and he sees, like, it's his mother's name, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. And he stands there for the rest of the day as Kodoro is cleaning the grave and tending for it and, like, talking to his grandparents. You know, who have passed on. And Karina's like, I can't ever let him know his mother's dead. But he's like, I'll go with him every time, not just so I can cover that up, just to, like, pray to his mother and tell him everything that's happened to this poor kid. Because he's like, I'm... This kid is by himself and he's never gonna have anyone to remember these moments with him but i'll be there for him for that um, that's why i love Karno. he actually has no moral obligation to do anything with kotaro but he does that anyway because he cares for him but yeah probably the most messed up part of the show is kotaro is doing all this to become stronger he works out every day stuff like that but He's trying to become stronger so he can go live with his family again. And he he doesn't, you know, his father abandoned him. And his mother is dead. But he doesn't, he doesn't know his mother's dead. But he's like, once I become stronger, I can live with them again. And living by myself and doing all this by myself will make me strong. It, it's horrible. And I wish I didn't have to watch it. But this show's honestly really good and it has good moments i've told you some of the good moments heartwarming moments of people being people and helping other people but just kotaro and his whole family are just so sad everything surrounding them is just tragedy and we even see some kotaro's old friends like one of his friends from the orphanage he doesn't see kotaro for a year and he's like okay i'll promise to watch this meteor shower with you and he goes up and he's like I hope this kid shows up, and then Kotaro shows up, and he's like, hey, I, I heard about what happened with your dad, I know that's why I never saw you again after that day. And him and this 18-year-old dude are just hanging out. I'm like, I wish, I'm glad you have friends. I just wish you had a real family. And I guess, like, all the apartment dwellers are his surrogate family, and they even, like, walk into kindergarten every day and walk him home from kindergarten. But yeah, this this show's dark, it's sad, but I wholeheartedly recommend it. It's probably one of some of the best Netflix has to offer, in all pure honesty. I mean, Netflix does have some, has some good anime in it. Komi-san, uh, I'd argue, now Tiger and Bunny is technically a Netflix exclusive. I don't know if it's still on Hulu or not, but I know like its second season is exclusive. I'd recommend Tiger and Bunny. There's so many good shows. And again, like, Terme Roman. Novo and... Sorry, I took the pose, but, like... This is some of the best Netflix has to offer, and I wholeheartedly recommend giving it a watch. And I only can hope things get better for this poor kid. But he functions. He's good. He's fine. 
I just hope one day he's happy. You catch my drift, and that's hard to know with something like this. It might not ever get another season, but people love this show, so probably gonna get a little bit more, but that's everything from me today. I hope you guys had a good time listening to this pure story of tragedy in a found family. But I'm gonna go and head off. Uh, I'm recording this Easter Sunday, and I'm gonna have fun with my family. (laughs) Hope you all have a good rest of your day. Goodbye.